What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That's David Neal. And I'm excited for this week's podcast because we have actual football to talk about. Yes, it was an exhibition game, but we got real football to talk about. Uh, the Miami Dolphins kicking off the preseason last Saturday in Tampa after a pair of practices. In the debut for new head coach Mike McDaniel, they come away with a, a nerve-wracking, exhilarating, I mean, can you even say that for a preseason game? But a 26-24 victory uh, against uh, Tampa Bay, um, a late field goal as time expired, coming off the crossbar, the upright, I should say, and uh, falling short, sealing the Dolphins' first victory in the from, from, from 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 Booker T. Washington High graduate and FIU graduate. Yes. Jose yes. Borregales, who, you know, they, they they kept on the broadcast, you wouldn't have known he, like, played three years at FIU and, <laughs> you know, kicked them basically, kicked him to the win over at UAM, and he was a Booker T guy. They kept calling him Kane's kicker. I was like, <laughs> Carlos Huerta, I mean, come on now. But, uh, nah, uh, yeah, that was – it's it's a preseason game. It's, it's a preseason always- game, but it was, it was kind of a fun preseason game. It wasn't as fun, much fun for me because I was kind of monitoring the game and I was writing a little, little game or just to kind of wrap up, you know, write, recap the first game under the Mike McDaniel. And, right. You know, I was like, do I have to rewrite this this lead? Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're driving on them. But the Dolphins secure the victory and all the talk is about the new offense. Um, a lot of starters, I mean, in fact – Almost every starter on both sides of the ball uh, sat out the preseason opener. You did have some guys like Mike Kosecki and some of the offensive linemen uh, play that game. For the most part, you had a lot of backups. You had a lot of reserves. But um, we did have some standouts, some some people that that shined under the lights. Uh, one of those people um, being Skylar Thompson and Lynn Bowden. Um, but first, I want to go big picture. Um Yes, it was backups and reserves, but did this offense impress you? What were your takeaways? Did you leave encouraged about Mike McDaniel after this first preseason game? Uh, um, it was about what you'd expect. In some ways, it was about what you'd expect, and also in some ways it was like the perfect 2022 Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. They they uh, they got points from the defense. Yeah. They the defense set up points. I mean that that late in the first half, that little spurt in the late in the first half. They scored like twenty straight points, but they got two 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 turnovers and one right. of them was a touchdown. One they scoop and score, and another one you know kind of put them in position. And and you know Thompson had to complete the pass to well a incredibly wide open, obscenely oh, yeah. wide open. Like you know nobody from Tampa Bay was even in the in the TV screen if you were watching on your phone or something like that or your or your yeah. That's right, the poem. Um, and um, so that was good. Now, they, Tampa Bay did sit on the run. And they were playing an aggressive. Not, right. And and because the, the run thing is, that's McDaniel's thing. So yeah. they sat on it. The Dolphins didn't do much with it. But that, I think, is to be expected. Uh, like I said, the, the run game takes so much coordination. And it's going to yeah. be the last thing to come in. And so, you know, for that reason, this team might actually we might not see the best from this team uh, until you know midseason. Now, yeah. by that point, you hope that there's that it's not too late and they're still in it. It's not like you know, you know, every Dolphin season seemingly, except for like two since you know the last twenty years, where yeah, they, you know, they're trying to claw out of some you know one in something hole, one in too many hole, uh, but. That's 
you know, what you saw from the run game is well, I wouldn't be surprised you saw that the first few weeks of the season, you know. Yeah, especially and, that that's I mean, that's what we've been seeing. I again you can never tell because they're not really like going they're not really going live in, in in training camp. But I mean, I did allude to this. Like the run game was definitely a step or two behind the pass game. And we saw that. Of course, Tampa Bay playing against playing the runner committing to stop the run, like McDaniel said, that played a role. But even so, um, you could tell that the run game was a, a little step below or step behind the passing game. Um, which, you know, it's you can kind of flip it both ways. You could say, well, that's McDaniel's, you know, calling card, the run game. So um, you could say that it worries you that it's not, you know, um, where it needs to be right now. Or you could kind of flip it and say, well, the passing game is, you know, is was really on point to some extent. And when Tua and Tyreek and Waddle get in there, maybe it can really take off. You can, you can spin it both ways. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I'd have been shocked the run game looked good yeah. Saturday night. I just would have been shot. Game, yeah, run game is really – it's really hard. It is Like you said, there's so much coordination. You really don't see, like, run games really look that great. And yeah. Especially with, like, back – I mean, for the most part, there's a lot of backup reserve right. offensive linemen. We're going to get into that about the depth. Um, but there weren't, like, a lot of starting caliber. No. There weren't, was, really weren't any starting caliber offensive linemen by the, for, by the time that game ended. Right. From a, I mean, from a Dolphins fan's perspective, it was, you know, the League of Substitute Heroes beating the League of Substitute Villains. Yeah, so you know, take that. So, you know, or rather legion of substitute heroes for proper comic book reference. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. They'll, they'll, we can't tell anything about that from this other than they are where they are. Yeah. They are where they're supposed to be. So, you know, if they never look good at, at yeah, three yeah. preseason games, then you kind of go, but I still maintain it. They're, this might be what you get for the first month, month and a half. So yeah. it, it, it'll be a process. It'll be a process for yeah. sure. Um, you know, I want to want to focus on one of the stars and you know a, a player that everyone's talking about um, after that game, which I alluded to before. Skylar Thompson, the team's seventh round pick. Um, it was a bit of a surprise to see him um, not only get the start but play the entire game. But apparently, Teddy Bridgewater was dealing with some back tightness. Um, Skylar Thompson looked good during during practice, so he said, "Hey." Let's just get him out there and just get him these reps. I mean, he's not going to get this opportunity in the regular season. Let's get him this opportunity right there. And, uh, you know, by and large, he kind of really sees the opportunity. You know, 20 for tw- twenty for 28, 218 yards, his first touchdown. Um, you know, showed some mobility, um, didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, after this performance, there's a, there's a lot of people who are really beating the drum for Skylar Thompson to be QB2. Um, you know, it just kind of speaks to the state of, like, this team that people are arguing about whether this guy should be QB2. Um, but I thought he looked really good. I thought that he, uh, I mean, he, he's, I mean, he's older than me uh, for one one point, and he's older than like ha- almost half the roster. He's 25 years old. He's a rookie. <laughs> and McDaniel even said, like, I forget this guy's a rookie sometimes. He's just like, he's just so old and, you know, I mean, older than, you know, your typical rookie. Um, but I really thought he looked good. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, we had the first wave of cuts going from 90 to 85 today. Um, you know, we have two more weeks until the roster gets to 53. Um, but I don't know. I think he's making a really strong case to be on that 53-man roster. Obviously, um, they the Dolphins are probably will want to sneak him on waivers, get him back on the practice squad. Um, but, I mean, I think he's showing some real signs of being a guy that you can develop into, like, a high-end backup. And um, we know that, you know, you, you need a backup in this league because you never know one hit, one something, one twist. And, uh, you know, your your second guy is in there. And he's showing some really good signs as a, as, a, as a rookie. I mean, what did you think of his performance uh, overall? I, I 
I thought he actually played thought he played well, obviously. I mean, the, the fact that he didn't turn the ball over, he didn't make any of those throws that you just think, oh my goodness, you know, he, he, he had a one. He, he had a one where he was rolling out and he almost got intercepted. And I'm not gonna lie, yeah. it looked like an interception. And that was the first time where I was like, he kind of he kind of uh he kind of kind of overreacted and then kind of panicked there. But outside yeah. of that, there was no like egregious throws where you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing at all. Right. And um and that, that's and you know taking care of the ball. If you're the backup in, in any situation, you know, take take care of the ball for Pete's sake. You know, um, if you were that great a playmaker, you you wouldn't be the backup. Yeah. Um, now the best argument for keeping him as backup is a combination of you know be a combination of what his play is in the preseason and in the near future and. Teddy's long history of, you know, of availability issues. Yeah. And, um, you know, Teddy's a fine backup and he's a great, you know, great guy. There's nobody who's ever going to say a bad word about Teddy Bridgewater. You know, if they, if they do, you go ahead and slap the taste out the mouth and nobody <laughs> will mind. But, uh, you know, being, you know, being the every week guy, that's not been Teddy's strength throughout his career. And um yeah, I, I think you gotta keep a third quarterback around because I, I can see very easily, you know, something happens with Tua. Teddy comes in and boom, Teddy, you know, Teddy is blown up and injured, and then we're and then you know what? Who's the third quarterback? Then you're looking around. Cedric and, Wilson might be. I mean, he's throwing some passes. Mohammed Sanu. Yeah, <laughs> he started running a wildcat. <laughs> you start. We start asking. Okay, who ran the option in high school? Yeah. Um, who was you know, who was that read option guy in high school? And um, so yeah, that um, I honestly think that's as much an argument for. Keeping him now. Let's see what happens again in the next yeah. couple of weeks. You know, he's going to face stiffer competition. He's going to face teams he hasn't, who haven't, he hasn't seen in, you know, practice, joint practices. And some teams are going to have some real, film real guys, stuff. real guys out there. Also, you know, got and, but you know, he played, played well, hit, you know, he hit open receivers and some, you know, some. Pretty wide open receivers too. Yeah, but I mean, hey, he, he, he that that speaks to the scheme, you know. I mean, he, he was talking about yeah, like the pass, the touchdown pass, you know, that's, that's a layup. Like McDaniel created a lot of layups for him, and and to Skylar right. Thompson, uh, to Skylar's credit, for the most part, he he hit those layups. So I think that's, I mean, that, that's another point where you can say you're encouraged. I mean, people are saying, well, Skylar Thompson can do this, you know, why can't Tua do that, or even more, with right. better talent around him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he did play well. I mean, we, we definitely are seeing more teams shift to just having two quarterbacks. Like I remember back, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, my my football knowledge and memory doesn't nearly date yours, but even even 10, 15 years ago, you know, teams were keeping three quarterbacks on the roster. But now it's like oh, yeah. those roster spots are so precious that they'd rather keep two. But I don't know. I mean, I think long term, and and if push comes to shove, I don't think that a team would um would claim him off waivers because most teams do keep two quarterbacks as well. And I don't think that somebody would be willing to, to pick him up, you know, right. to be their backup, like with one, with one a week, with the, with the regular season one week away. I mean, it just wouldn't make sense. 
um, because he just wouldn't have that knowledge of the system and everything. So I do think that if they sneak him through waivers, like they, they'd get him. But just to be just to be careful, I'm just thinking about like the long term play. I mean, you could have a high end backup potentially for for the next three four years, um, and it's like I mean, I'll put it this way: is that fifty third spot more valuable to you know your potential backup quarterback? You know, one year, two year, three years from now, or you know the the fourth safety the 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 sixth cornerback or the you know the fifth sit like you know yeah I think that with the bigger package squad you can make it work and keep him on the on the fifty three man roster right it's I mean as you said you is it worth that those guys because of course as you say that I'm thinking well how good are those guys at special teams um. I mean, that's usually usually those final backing guys. That's all they're doing. I mean, obviously, special right. teams is important, um, but you just kind of look at the value, you know, but not only right. the 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 short term play, but the long term play. Yeah, and you know, I I don't know. I mean, I don't understand how teams stopped keeping three quarterbacks around because, uh, again, yeah, I I you know when I was covering the league, everybody kept three quarterbacks around, and the Dolphins wound up using three quarterbacks in a game a couple times when I was covering them because, yeah, it was, you know, one Chad went down, another Chad went down, and then, you know, it was Tyler Thigpen or somebody coming <laughs> off the bench who they, you know, grabbed from Kansas City. So, it, you know, it seems it seems ridiculous. You know, it seems, it seems like you're preparing like egg, for like a low, yeah. low percentage thing, yeah, but yeah. – when that low percentage thing happens, and you want to make sure you got the you got the insurance. You want to be you want to be covered, and you know every game matters, and that might save you a game. Um, so yeah, it's but I let's let's see what happens the next two weeks. Let's you know after the first preseason game, there's always that one guy who everybody latches on to is like last year was Reed oh Sinead, it was Kirk Merritt. <laughs> Dolphin oh. fans were like, we cannot lose these guys. And oh were yeah, fine with them. They were fine without them. And then, um, but but he is, but he's a quarterback though, so you know there's a little more interest there, and he is showing something. Yeah, um, so it's let's gonna be see. Interesting. Let's <laughs> see, let's see, because that that first that first preseason game guy, how, how many times did he make it to the end? make it to the end? Yeah. How many times did he wind up on the fifty three? Heck, Not exactly. Know, so, but so again. Let's see what happens. It was a good performance. Yeah, most definitely. And like I said, two weeks until the, you know, we have another cut down next Tuesday. And then two weeks from now, the final cut down to the pretty fair roster. So we'll see uh, where that uh, lands, Skylar Thompson. Um, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back on the other side of things, we're going to look ahead to Dolphins' second preseason game this weekend at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. We finally see Tua, a couple starters. Should we see Tua and a couple starters? Uh, we're going to talk about that and more coming up. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and Death Podcast with David Neal, talking all things Dolphins. Um, so last week, as I said uh, before, um, about 20 Dolphins sitting out for various reasons. Most of them starters who Mike McDaniel elected not to play. Among them, uh, Tua Tungabailoa, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Teron Armstead, Xavier Howard, all the big names for the most part sat out. Um, excuse me. We actually spoke to um, Mike McDaniel Tuesday um, before practice, and he uh, – you know, he, he declined to really divulge his plan for Saturday's game. Um, you know, he, he in Mike McDaniel fashion, he had some funny clip. Um, and he said, you know, just we're not there yet. Um, he did say he'd be surprised. You know, last week he said he'd be surprised if Tua didn't play at all. Um, so just based off the three-game format, I mean, you would think that this is the game that um, Tua plays. Um, kind of the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game before the third pre- preseason game where most of the starters um, set out. Um, but, but David, I mean – do you think Tua should play? I mean, we saw a day before the Dolphins preseason opener, we saw Zach Wilson um, have a really bad injury scare with his knee. Luckily for him and the Jets, he's only going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, we saw Jalen Hurts take a, a legal shot, uh, kind of a cheap shot on the sideline. Um, a lot of these veteran quarterbacks, obviously Tua is not like a veteran, veteran quarterback. We see a lot of these quarterbacks that are playing um, less and less in the preseason. Um, obviously, this is a new scheme, but given the injury risk and whatnot, um, is this – I mean, do you want to see Tua out there uh, on Saturday? Yeah, because I, I don't want – I don't want to – I don't want the idea that his first game with this new system uh, in anything resembling live, you know, live bullets is when the bullets are very live on opening day. Yeah. You know, I I, I got to see something. You know, I, I – and yes, there's an injury risk. There's, and there's an injury risk in practice for Pete's sake. You know, there's a, and there's an injury risk in every game. Um, but I don't think, you know, you're already limiting him to this one game out of fear of injury. That's the only reason you, you're doing it. You know, otherwise, if you weren't worried about injury, you you throw him out there every single yeah, game. You, you, and you play, play the whole first thing. game, you play first three, you play him three, all three games. Heck, you know, let's let's really get into it. But so obviously, you're already cutting back because of injury. I don't think you can cut it out, you know. And so I think you got to at least see him a half, yeah, if not more, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean. It, Things can always happen, um, you know. We've we've all seen practice injuries. Guys go down with you know ACLs or whatever, uh, you know, or bad bad season ending injuries in practice in training camp. Yeah. It happens. So, but you can't operate in a complete out of complete fear. So, and you need this guy needs snaps, you know, at something faster than training camp practices, you know, before it gets, you know, we're in sixth gear on September 11th and, and, you know, everything's really go, go, go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you got to see him. Got to. Well, you know, 
And hey, you know, if he goes out there, tears it up in a half, and you know, lays down two hundred yards, eleven of fifteen. More power, more power to you. You're right. right. You're pulling right there, and then you, you walk right. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. You know, we, we're yeah, in good shape. Yeah. Or you know, if he, you know, if he shows signs that things just aren't quite right, you want to see that too, yeah. and you want to give him a chance to work through that because. There's only so much you can work through it in practice. And yeah, definitely, definitely have to definitely have to do it. And you also, you know, definitely have to tell your offensive line. Yeah, that's another mm-hmm. thing. Uh if if he gets hurt, you gonna be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. know how big you are. You big and strong, but we gonna hurt you some one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you spoke a lot about before about that uh, the the continuity with the offensive line. Like it takes a while to get that to gel. And they had three of the starters play. Um, it was you know coincidentally three of the returning you know projected starters: Liam Eikenberg, Austin Jackson, and um, Robert Hunt. They played two snaps. I thought they were solid. Um, and and that game obviously they didn't open up as many holes as probably they would have liked to. But I thought they were solid. Um, but again, like I think that it's important. You know, I was surprised that Connor Williams didn't even didn't play the first game. Truthfully, um, just given some of the snap issues that he's had, high snaps, um, kind of mishandled quarterback exchanges. Um, I was surprised he didn't get in there. So I definitely want to see him get in there with Tua just to get like the actual like the live game reps of doing that and see how that translates from practice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I expect to see Tua there, uh, Tua in the, in that second preseason game. I know uh, McDaniel said last week that based off the joint practices and the previous practices, he felt encouraged and like um, empowered to not play him. Um, and if Tuesday's practices, any indication, we're probably going to see Tua because he threw three <laughs> interceptions. Um, now, obviously, some of those interceptions were in you know, different types of situations. There was red zone. There was you know kind of late game situations. But overall, it wasn't the greatest day at all for the offense. Probably actually one of their first days, even prior. You know, I think that they threw like four or five of those interceptions came um, kind of late into practice and when they were doing the late game stuff. Um, but even before then, it wasn't a really great practice. It was actually a really quiet day for Tyree Kill. We only really saw him or heard of him once during the practice. Um, so, again, just to get all those guys out there. I mean, the guys that are that are healthy enough to get out there, if you can get a quarter, you can get a half, um, just to, like, build that confidence and, like, get that. Just, just It's almost like it's almost like more mental than, than physical and just to be like, okay, we have this new scheme. We put it out on film. We actually like executed it properly. We got a scoring drive or whatever and then get out. Um, I do think that some of these joint practices, I thought like the, the Tampa Bay joint practices, like a lot of really good work. They have another pair of practices with Philly. Um, so obviously that's going to be a lot of more, not maybe not like standard practice reps, but, you know, maybe a notch below, you know, like a, a preseason game or preseason right. situation. Um, but again, just to just to get like the actual like reps out there and be like, all right, you 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 went through the the pregame situation, went out on the field, you executed, and then you came out. Um, if it's for a quarter, for if it's for a half, I think it'd be really beneficial just to just because of all the all the moving parts. Right. Yeah. You because you, you just have to see it. You can't be you can't be surprised. You can't. You know, it's it's sort of like being a, uh, an attorney in a trial. You can't ask any question that you don't know the answer to. When you when you're doing that, yeah. or if you do that too often, you know you'll be asking the questions from somebody somewhere else because you'll have to be out of a job. <laughs> but um, you know, so yeah, they've got and the, the, the quarterback. I mean that the quarterback center exchange. 
that's about as basic as it gets. Yeah. So you you have to make sure everything's everything's cool. Yeah, you gotta play them. You gotta play. You know, you gotta play. Give your starter some, you know, rhythm because you, like I say it's just it's a little you can't jerk your car. You know, even a high performance car, you can't jerk that sucker second gear to sixth gear. You know, you do that, you're gonna strip the transmission. I don't have that type of money, so I'm not I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar with that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't have that kind of money either. I, but I'm all racing guy, I'm raising Indianapolis, you know. You know. Um no, you can't you you know, you have to build. So this is part of the building. Yeah, yeah, and then, like I said, I do expect to see him. And even McDaniel said that while he he didn't commit to Tua, he said that, uh, to Tua playing on Saturday, he did say that um, he expects some guys that didn't suit up Saturday to do that Saturday uh, to do do that the following Saturday. So we'll see. Um, the last thing I want to touch on before uh, we get out of here is uh, you know the Dolphins. I think that you know you could say that for the first time this past couple of days they've kind of faced some adversity. I think that. Uh, we're starting. We talked about the roster last week with the depth chart coming out, but I think that you know there's some 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 kind of significant questions starting to come out regarding you know some areas of this team. Um, cornerback has been a question, um, you know, all throughout training camp with Byron Jones being on the physically physically unable to perform list. Um, McDaniel said he's still on track and hopeful that he's ready for Week One, um, but the more and more in time he misses, I think the more you gotta put that into question. We know Xavier Howard is Xavier Howard. Nick Needham is a solid uh, slot cornerback. But outside of that, I mean, there's some questions. I mean, if if Nick Needham or, excuse me, if Byron Jones isn't ready for week one, I mean, Nick Needham probably has to take his role. And then, you know, who's your third cornerback? Who's your fourth cornerback? Um, the team lost Trill Williams uh, to a season-ending ACL tear um, in the preseason game, which was really tough because he was a guy who I thought was coming on really strong. Um, Noah Benogany is um, – I mean, he struggled. I mean, he's had some moments, but he's, the, the consistency hasn't been there. Um, I mean, it got to the point where the Dolphins had to sign a, a veteran, you know, yesterday, Mackenzie Alexander, um, you know, right off the street. Um, and he was at practice uh, today, uh, Tuesday, but um, didn't see him do too much. Um, and even on the offensive line, I mean, I think that, um, you know, the just, I guess, the the performance with the run game, some sacks and pressures that were that were given up. Um, the offensive tackle started to become a question as well, um, you know, whether – um, you know, Armstead is a guy who hasn't played 16 games, I don't think, ever in his career. I and mean, he's missed a lot of games in the past couple of years. Um, so if you have an injury to him, uh, you know, that 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 puts the offensive line in a perilous spot. Uh, you know, how concerned are you? I mean, you watched the game. You saw a lot of these backup linemen. You saw some of these backup cornerbacks. Um, how much of a concern do you think um, any of those two spots are right now? Yeah. <laughs> the corners that weren't making me feel that great before Williams went down. And, uh, I mean, you know, when Blaine Gabbert's eating you up a little bit. Yeah, he was, he was picking uh, on some people. He was picking on some yeah. people in that game, man. You know, that's that's when you got to that's when you gotta start thinking about, maybe I should have gone to class a little more. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they do for, I think, I think the Bucks do for like 340 in that game. I mean, they were, they were, they were, uh, they were, they were picking what they wanted. Yeah. And, uh, so, and also, anyway, in, in you know, current NFL, teams are coming out in the, in the sets they're coming out in. You need three corners almost as standard. Yeah, and the, Dolph- and the Dolphins have that. But the question is because of Byron, 
being right. out. No, 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 yeah, no, no. That's, that's you, you don't have that. The, the Dolphins <laughs> don't have that right now because Byron is out. He's not out. Yeah. He's not there. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the fact that they signed Mackenzie Alexander, you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh. And he wasn't, and that that surprised me because I thought that you know they had worked out some like undrafted free agent guy, and I was like, okay, I, I was like, I, I told somebody, I was like, I think those are the type of guys that they're gonna bring in, like just the undrafted free agent, just get some depth. Until, you know, maybe Byron comes back. And now, I mean, this is a guy that started about 20-some-odd games in the NFL. He started five games right. last year. I mean, he's like a legitimate veteran cornerback. I mean, right. I think he could potentially fill in uh, as a starter. I mean, so that's – I mean, that kind of spoke more to the state of the cornerback room than anything. The fact that they brought, like, a legitimate corner with starting experience. Exactly. That – that tells you what they think of what they have, what what they think of what they know they have. Yeah. And uh, also tells, you know, and it's also, hey, let's, okay, let's say Byron Jones comes back fine, fine and healthy. Okay, fine. Then it's just more depth. Yeah. But you don't, when you don't, you don't sign Mackenzie Alexander, if you're just thinking, okay, well, we'll, we'll be okay. We yeah, don't we get know. Byron back in a week or yeah, two. Yeah, we're, we're kind of banking on yeah, it'll be all right. No, 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 no. They're they're a little worried, and so if they're a little worried, and you know, they get paid, you know, they get paid with an extra zero, and have the little cute little logo, you know, get the, the little logo, the polo shirt logo to, you know, be a coach and know and know stuff. Then I'm guessing, you know, fan, you know, fans should be worried if they're of a mindset to worry if they, they care enough to worry. Um, yeah, and it's really just because, like, the cornerbacks are so important in this defense, too. I mean, we saw, like, when Exxon and Byron were hurt last year, and the defense was one of the worst units in the NFL because they couldn't cover because, you know, they yeah. have the blitz. And if you don't have guys that can cover, the blitz the blitz is not going to be a lot of luck. Not a good setup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you – you if you don't – Defense playing defense today is so I mean obviously so tough with all the rules to so tilted toward the offense. And you know, if you have to be able to cover at least a couple set seconds because you know it's to give you guys time to get to the quarterback. That's that's the start of your pass defense. And you know, what Bill Walsh said still holds true. Key to winning in the NFL is a pass rush in the fourth quarter, you know, and you know, you still need to give those guys time to get there, <laughs> you know, even if it's only a couple seconds. And what, uh, you know, what teams are doing now, you you need three corners, four corners. You know, you need safety so you can cover it. If you, and, you know, you need linebackers who can cover for the matchups with the tight end. So, yeah, that's, that's worrisome. The, the offensive line, I just, you know, Obviously, they their history of just things just not working out okay. there is long, but that's something again. It's sort of like the running game. It's like okay, this is this may be a work in progress, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, just you know, don't get your don't get your quarterback broke uh, while you yeah. while you while you're trying while you while you're finding yourself and getting your stuff together. Um, you know, you can break a running back now. But don't don't, don't, can't, don't get, can't the get the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that this time of year, you know, every team, every fan thinks that you know they they have so much confidence in the team, 
And then as the, the weeks go on, as the practices go on, you realize the team, maybe they have some crack in the arm. You know, they, they're not as deep as you think they are. And I think that definitely cornerback and offensive line, the offensive tackle spot specifically is the spot that um, is starting to get exposed a bit. One thing I'll say is that, I mean, if you look around the NFL, there's not a lot of teams who can withstand an injury to their top offensive tackle or, you know, their top cornerback. I mean, there's a lot of teams where if they get any major injury to those two positions, there's one a player at that position group, um, they're going to be in some, they're going to be in some trouble. Um, you know, so I do think that the Dolphins are in a, again, they're, they're in kind of a, a, a weird spot with Byron. Cause again, I think that something, I, I, I mean, again, I, we can only go by what McDaniel was saying. And he says that they remain hopeful, um, but you can remain hopeful until you're not hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it, yeah. Hope. Well, you can translate hopeful through, did you just sign a guy who might start? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how hopeful you are. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you can again, it's the whole action speak louder than words. You can you can yeah. tell me what keep you on think. saying, you keep on saying but, he's doing well, he, there's no setbacks. We don't see him man. Yeah. four weeks until the regular season starts again. Yeah. I mean right. I mean, hey, for all we know, he can come off pup tomorrow and then he kept three weeks to go for the trend for week one and he could be good to go. But right now, um, you know, he he's not there. Um, and it is gonna. I mean, it is gonna take some time. I mean, he had offseason surgery on his on his leg, so I mean, it's gonna take some right. time to get back in the swing of things. Um, so until then, I mean, all we can do is kind of question that position right now. So yeah, and you know, that's the signing of is a good move. I, you know, it's it it's a little more necessary than they want it to be, but you know, it's still a good. It's eventually, it's going to be a good move, even okay. It, even if Byron comes back, it'll be yeah, if Byron comes back, it's extra, it's it's very good, very good death player. Yeah. But and if Byron doesn't come back, well then, you know, there you go. He's so, somebody that you can kind of hold the fort down. You hope he can fort hold the fort down, you know, within the, the scheme of this defense for, right. for a couple of weeks. So. so I agree. Yeah, that's that's and um like I said, the offensive line. Eh, let's Give it some time, and yeah, let's you know. There's some young guys at the backup spots too, so they're still they're still learning and growing too. So there's potential there, right? Yeah. If it uh, there's some especially you know if it looks you know especially leaky this week, uh, you know we can start to sound the alarm a little bit, or you know that's that's when you start to look around and you start to think, do we have the right guys, or what do we need to do here? Um, so the second preseason game, it's so funny. Now the second preseason game becomes the one that all everyone's really looking out for. Yeah, right about about what we're what uh, you know what you're, what the team what each team has, and um, yeah. But that was, I think, for this for this one week, you want ideally you want to get out there win and no injuries. Well, you got. You got win, and you got you got one severe injury that you know you think can be mitigated. So right. otherwise, you know, kind of outside of Trill's injury, kind of view it right. as a success, especially because you weren't playing anybody really of significance throughout most right. of the game. Right. So you know, you know, Mark is a B minus or whatever, and you know, move on, move on forward. Yeah. Now it's gonna be interesting to see again um, who plays. How much they play? Um, do we see any improvement in, improvement in the run game? We see a little more explosiveness in the pass game. 
Um, so it's going to be a uh, fun to watch. Um, but that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. Uh, I want to remind all of you guys to subscribe to the Miami Air YouTube page, um, share, like, comment below what you like, what you want to see better, drop some questions in there. We might answer that one day. Um, and we'll be back next week. We might hear uh, read the comments one day. We might <laughs> just read the comments, kind of like that. What, uh, what's the radio? Oh, no, no. We're just read the comments because Lord knows we don't right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, I you read the comments out. <laughs> I got to keep my mental health and, you know, it's got the uh, incense going here and everything. So I just let mine degrade while you uh, preserve yours. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, to recap uh, the Dolphins' second PC game against the Las Vegas Raiders and what we see. Uh, but until then, you guys take care. See you.